0: the work. I just thought we could have just seen the worship continuing, and then we could have just seen him, and we'd been fine. And I was like, secretly hoping, like, Kevin's just going to say, we'll just keep worship, we'll be fine. Okay, but I've prepared something, I've got words, so there will be words, okay? Um, and it's amazing, because at the very end of my notes, I wrote on them last night, it was like, ask people to come to the front. I want to pray for people and that was what I wrote down in my, my, my notes at the very end. And then I came in this morning and thought, you're if I'm allowed to ask people to come at the front. I'm allowed to pray for people. Well, it's already happened, so it's all good, right? So that bit is taken care of. We will see what the Holy Spirit wants to do the rest of the service. But oh, it's just amazing to be able to see folk respond, standing with folk and praying. And you now there's troops on the ground. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. It's all about him. Jesus sent our message this morning. I love him, he keeps saying amazing things in folks' lives. I'm excited about him. Um, Jesus really is the reason for the season. I always laugh when I say that, because see, when I was younger, I had family, who will remain nameless, used to have a massive sign in their garden that said, Jesus is the reason for the season. And I used to be mortified. And I'm like, oh, no, right. Come on, first the Coca-Cola Santa. Like, I knew, <laughs> I new I'm all about Jesus. So. Okay. Focus. Say that. Notes. Mark 9 is far I'm going to be today. Uh, just two verses, 21 to 22. I'm just going to go for it. Okay. Now, this dad had a child that was a problem, and he was possessed, and he needed Jesus' help. Okay. So he's come to Jesus. A dad has come to Jesus. It's simple as that. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has, has he been like this? From childhood, he answered, it has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Now, I read this a couple of weeks ago, shared a little snapshot in the prayer meeting at Wick, And it was this line that really stood out to me. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. And I've been thinking about this at one line. Somebody, the dad, has been with this boy his whole life, saving him out of fires. Well, I'm going to share why I think it's the dad, right? It's the dad that has been with this son, saving him out of fires. It has often thrown him into these horrendous situations, but the boy's still alive. So I'm thinking the dad has been with this son the whole time. Pulling him out of fires, Pulling him out of the water. A father has spent his life carrying this kid's problems, the weight of oh, an uncontrollable child, the weight, O oh, Kenan, that thy, this, is not, this is not meant to be for my son. He sees his child and says, he's named meant to be like us. He has been controlled by something and it's not for God. The father has got a heart that he can's the plan for his child. And it was not God's will for the boy to be controlled by something. It was not God's will for the boy to be controlled by the enemy. It's not God's will for you to be controlled by something in your life. And I hate control. And control does not come for the Lord. It's not the Lord's heart for your life if you're under control of anything in your life. He is a good, good father. We are good Son We troops on the ground to come and be with us this morning. I was reading this, I was like, that was not the will. That was not the will. That was not God's will for that loony to be in that state. And I'm sitting in my room and I'm getting angry again. The boy's like set free and in heaven by now, but I'm still sitting in my room getting angry. I was like, this is not the will for this boy's life. God had a plan for this boy's life. So, this is just my thoughts, the start of the Sarah thoughts this morning. So as i mentioned i think it was the, the father it was the dad the boy's dad that had been watching over him getting him out the fire out of the scrapes and i think it's the dad well his kid was possessed by a demon i mean have you ever been around kids that you thought were possessed right you've all thought it didn't deny it there's been kids right i'm not saying your kids are possessed okay that's not what i'm saying didn't take me out of context but you are around some Kids sometimes like, whoa, what's going on here?" meant to be meant to be here? Jesus? Again I mean, you see kids hear meltdowns sometimes and start playing on tugs. <laughs> playing tongues, playing tongues. Um, but this kid had a serious issue. And these people, and this kid needed Jesus. OK? And at that time, back to the story when um, it originally happened, it would not have been fun for anybody to be ruin this child. He wouldn't have been popular. There would have been a stigma attached to this kid and his family for the stuff that was going on in his life. Because that's what happens, isn't it? Folk have got really serious stuff and there's a stigma there. It's like, ooh, issue. He could, the kid was mute. You read in the story, he couldn't have because he was possessed. He wouldn't have been communicating with nobody. He would have been under the care of his father. There wouldn't have been nobody come and run, knocking on his door to come and play with him. He didn't have pals. There would, in this culture at the time, there may have been, they might have viewed the family, or they're cursed by God, or something, or sin, and there's an issue. They might have been avoided. He wouldn't have been on nobody. He wouldn't have he known nobody, but why his dad? And that was one thing. His dad's been here watching his son being thrown into fires, thrown into water. But he was in a He'd been pulling them. And we encounter these kind of situations, didn't we? We encounter these people in a mess or situations that we didn't know how to handle. Or people, if I look, you just look at them, and you think, oh, there's things going on here. It's crazy stuff. And it's easier for us to look the other way, isn't it? Because it scares us when folk who've got problems that we don't know how we work out. Because we're problem solvers. That's what we like to do. We're like, here's a problem, and this is how we solve it. And our thing's tied up in a neat bow. But when it's nay, and we're not in control of our situation, we don't know how to do it. It's easier just to turn away. Like, OK, I'll just turn away for the scary mary that's here. And I'm gonna get a deal with us. Then we're surrounded by so much things in the world, not just people with issues, but things going on in the world today that we would much rather ignore. Like, see if any news comes on and somebody starts out with COVID new. I'm just, I just turn the news off. And I'm just like, I can't deal with this anymore. Sometimes I'm like, I'm just gonna pretend this isn't happening, Lord. This isn't happening. And then the next day, is like, Jesus is like, no, you need to pray about us, this is happening. I'm like, no, it's, can it's easier to forget and just be in your own bubble. And it's uncomfortable from within I hear the answers in life, like COVID, Brexit. There's real life situations that our community facing. You've got drugs, prostitution, child abuse, homelessness, depression, anxiety. Would I like these words? They're real words and they're hard places and we get overwhelmed with these things because we, don't know we feel powerless. Like, how on earth will I deal with this, Jesus? Jesus, I can't handle this situation. I've never dealt with this mess before. I don't know how they answer. And it's like, we'll just avoid or nay. But I, am, I just get a stubbornness sometimes. I'm like, hold on. Jesus did not shy away for a difficult situation. He confronted situations. He did not go looking for it, but he knew and confronted situations. And I just thought, in our powerlessness, maybe that's the point. Maybe it's near about us hearing the answers, because the disciples did not. In that story, the money had teamed this boy, the disciples, and they could not get him delivered. They did not hear the answers. But maybe that's the point. Maybe it's about Jesus and us him moving in our weakness. It's about embracing and realizing, saying, yes, I did not hear the answers, Lord, but I'm looking to you. It's us coming at a place of humility and saying, I did not come fit to do, Lord, but I come to you. You do. And it's one of my favorite prayers in the Bible by a king, King Jehoshaphat, in 2 Chronicles 20, 12, if you're taking notes. And this king is being surrounded by multiple armies that are coming to destroy the nation. And he goes, it says, Our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power, no power. We have got no power on Arianne to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Jesus is the power us morning, folks. There's troops on the ground. Jesus, it's in our weakness that he is strong. He knew a God. The king, in this verse, had realized that he could not face this huge situation, but he knew a God. I heard him um, last weekend, Grace Doan was preaching Pierre Peterhead, and I always meant she said this, I do not care fit your circumstance, circumstances this morning, or fit you you've gone through at this precise moment, but I know a God. I stand here this morning to say that I know a God. I know a Jesus. I didn't care what circumstances you're facing, but I know a Jesus. And I'm thinking fit if we are in these situations, or we are faced with these situations, so that we can cry out in our weakness. Fit if we are there, be superwoman, because we cannot deal with this, but you are there in the midst of a situation because you know a God. Do you know a God this morning? Fit of Jesus has set us there so that we confront the darkness and these people, the situations that you're involved in. Near for you to be a superhero, but to see the settle, the people set free by Jesus. You see, oh, <coughs> mm-hmm. okay, I mentioned that. See, this is what I'm going I, I gonna go off on a tangent and I forget where I'm at. Then go a little bit. Jesus knows your situation this morning. Don't be afraid of these situations. Greater is he who lives in you than he who is in the world. Don't shy away for the difficult situation, the difficulties that are going on right now. Don't shy away. Get that stubbornness in your spirit and say, I know a God. I know a God. I was just sharing with the queens at work. week. Sometimes you're going through tough times in your life and you're thinking, oh, man. Can I just say a break? and I just say a comfy life? Just an easy life. It would be great. But sometimes I think, if I had a comfy life, I'd be nice. And I really feel like sometimes God just keeps you at the edge of things. He keeps you at the edge so that you can keep your spiritual edge. If you're on the edge of a difficult situation in a hard place, God is doing something in you, and you're keeping your spiritual edge. Because he wants you sharp, and he keeps you sharp. And it's a good place to be because 'cause you're with the Lord and he's in. He's in it with you. So dinner shy awa for those difficult situations that you're confronted with. Right, so back to the dad. i am thinking about the dad that had seen this boy to Jesus. Um for I think has been the e'en that's to dive and tuck him out of the flames in the water. Like fit that must have been like for him a constant worry, every morning, every moment of your day, for is he, for is he in this time? I can't hear him, he's, he's not moving the noise. And you've got a constant anxiousness. If you've got that thing that you're thinking about, oh, for it's coming around the corner, what's happening next? And sometimes it was like a wee bit during the first lockdown, it was like every day there was another new story, another extension of lockdown, death numbers. It was like every day life was changed, every day, every day. Ken, he was thinking about his son as he's sleeping through the night. Is he going to throw himself into fire? Will I get to him in time? Is so that going to be the day that I didn't market, it? That I didn't get to fix this problem? The weight of that worry that he would have carried might have been sinking at Dad, and maybe you're the only what worry this morning. Maybe you're the only way doing carrying something—a person, your child, or a friend or a situation. Maybe you're weary. Get in somebody, a situations that you're constantly handed in and rescue somebody, keep watch over somebody. Well, I know a God. I know a God. I know Jesus. And it goes on in Mark 9. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Jesus is the one that dealt with the problem. He's our commander. Um, And again, if you've ever seen a film, Captain Phillips, Tom Hanks is in it, and it's about these big ships that the pirates um, charge, right? So I was writing this down, and there's a point where the pirate comes onto the ship, and uh, he looks right into the captain's face, and he goes, look at me, right? Look at me. I am the captain now. I am the captain now, right? And I just, I don't care why these things go through my brain, right? They just do. So, especially when I'm writing sermons, and I'm like, are you going to really share that? And you're like, yes, I am. Okay? Look at me. Okay? Now, Jesus is now the pirate, okay? But I just really felt in my spirit this morning, Jesus is looking you square in the face, and he's going, look at me. I am the captain now. But he's not saying it like a creepy. He's seen it in a living way. Okay, look at me. I am the captain now. So your homework is to read Mark 9 and watch Captain Phillips. Help us, Lord, to look at you. Because we are good at looking away else than fit we need to look at. Right? We're good at avoiding the sitch. And we're good at looking away at, else. Is this person going to help me? Is this alcohol gonna help me? Is this drugs gonna help me? Is this relationship gonna help me? Is my work gonna help me? I'm just gonna work, 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 work. Work, 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 avoid, avoid. And Jesus is like, look at me. I am the captain now. I would not have any other captain in the world than Captain Jesus. It takes a lot for me to say because I like a Captain America, right? So, Captain Jesus. Jesus is the captain now. In Hebrews 12 it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Fixing your eyes on Jesus. Fix our eyes on Jesus. It's that simple. See, when I do eventually listen, and I fix my eyes on Jesus. It just becomes lighter. The situation doesn't change, but it becomes lighter because I am walking in Jesus' strength. I'm looking to Him. I'm remembering for He is, for He's done, for He's accomplished on the cross. The pioneer and perfecter, oh, your faith, fix your eyes on Jesus. For the joy set before Him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus, fix your eyes on Jesus. Throw off the hindrances this morning. Keep running, but near your end strength. Fix your eyes. Look at me. We were looking at him in that moment with the Holy Spirit, even afore us. We were looking at him. And he was doing stuff in our lives. And he's speaking to us. I believe it. Because he's the one that endured, that faced the cross, endured the cross, and now he sits at the right hand, and because he sits at the right hand of the throne, he's alive, and he's the aim that's able to say to these situations in your life, "End." He is the aim that drives out the impure spirits, deals with the situations in your life, strengthens you. Jesus is saying, "Look at me. You don't need to be captain of your ship on Emir. You don't need to be captain of the problem on the weight that you're carrying. Take it to him. Give it to Jesus. He wants to be your captain today. He's maybe near your captain. He maybe is your captain. Maybe you need to tell him again, you're my captain. Rededicating your life is a good thing, saying, Jesus, is Jesus captain of your ship this morning? Is he captain of your life? Jesus, I know a God. I 2002, gave my life to Captain Jesus, and it's never been the same. It has been a wild ride. It continues to be. But I'm with Jesus. He is the captain of my life. Is he the captain of your life this morning? Let's close our eyes and just focus on Jesus. Gilbert, can you come up and play? is Jesus captain of our life this morning? He maybe is captain of our life, but there's been problems, there's been stuff appeared in life, and you've assumed your position at the wheel again, thinking, I'm going to steer myself out of this problem. I'm going to steer myself out of this relationship, out of this addiction. I'm going to steer myself. I'm going to do it. Me, me is no good. Me will not do it. We're really good at going, I will do it, I'll be captain, I'll steer a ship. But Jesus wants to take that burden off of you this morning. He wants to tuck the wheel again. And was a good thing to release you from the worry and the burden that you walk with. He is a good, good God this morning. My spirit is excited because I can that Jesus wants to come and take the wheel of your life. Is he your captain this morning? And just as we sing another song, just respond to Jesus in your heart. You maybe already have us morning that time with the Holy Spirit, but it's not yet. Jesus can still move in your life if you want to mark him captain in your life. Just respond to him as we sing a song. If you want to come out to the front, if only us has spoke to you, we will pray with you again. There's always more. There's always more for Jesus. But he is good. Be glorified, Jesus, in his place, Lord. I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence. And I just want your holy name to be lifted up because you have done so much for so much of us in this room. You endured the cross. We have got a gospel message of free- freedom because of you, Jesus. And we just want to glorify your holy name, Lord. And we just pray for us Christmas season that you would. Be lifted up and the good news would be shared and lives would be changed. Oh Lord, I thank you that I know a God. I know a God. And we lift the name up, oh that Lord, in this place. Just to guess next five minutes or so with a song, just to look at Jesus. He is saying, look at Look at him this morning, folks. He is worthy. Thank you, Jesus.